Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of All Souls and Seekers. Uh, guys here with me as well today. Say hi, Broski. Ready. Uh, cool. And then we have a very, very interesting guest today. Um, I, she's working on a very cool project. I'm going to let her share about it in a second here. Uh, but I actually met her uh, through a friend after having watched uh, some of the stuff that she had produced on Gaia around superhumans. It was something that I even watched with my kids and we were just blown away by. So I'm super intrigued to have her. She is a uh, very, very powerful being in her own right and incredibly inquisitive about learning about the mysteries that are out there. So um, without any further ado, Caroline Corey, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yay. <laughs> so, tell, tell people a little bit about your life story and yourself because you, you were born with some pretty phenomenal gifts that you've kind of been exploring through the years and that's led you on these incredible journeys and paths. So maybe just start by giving a little bit of background on you. Yeah, so um, it's true. I, I started that at a very young age when I was five years old. I realized that um, that I could see the subtle energy, meaning I could see angels and beings and things like that. But I also could tap into information that no one's told me about before. So if I met someone, mm -hmm. I knew what was going on for them i knew what was going to happen the next day uh i knew what was on the other side of the wall you know strange weird things like that you know especially meeting and communicating with beings that were invisible so of course i'm five years old right so i thought oh you know everybody does that like all yeah. kids do that so there's nothing special you know oh my god sorry okay uh i turned everything off and i don't know i don't get it <laughs> sorry about that so anyway um yeah um so so that people ask me well did you tell your parents did you tell your parents and i didn't tell anybody because uh i thought it was normal you know and so so because of that i just continued i was still open to the idea that there's something beyond what we see, what we understand. And that's what got me asking questions. Like, how is it? It was later that I realized that, wait a minute, not everybody's doing that. <laughs> you know? Maybe there's something weird in my brain. So what is it that is allowing me to do that? And mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't crazy. So I, <laughs> I got into... Um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the research of, of consciousness, you know, because I realized it was my consciousness tapping into stuff, you know, and how do I know what is real, what I made up? How do I discern, you know, because I realized that sometimes I would get information about people or events, and then 
what if I was wrong? So mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to study the mechanics of that idea of tapping into invisible things, you know? So 20 years <laughs> of deep research and um, developing methodologies to figure out, you know, that this, uh, this type of discernment, you know? Um, so I ended up, you know, teaching and writing books and things like that about that sort of um, mechanics of the brain of consciousness. And um, I also, you know, in college, I went to study psychology, you know, to make sure I wasn't crazy. I didn't have some sort of malfunction in the brain, you know, and it turned out that I was okay. Um, uh, anyway, so, so after working in this field, researching this field for so long, I started working with scientists and we started doing experiments like okay, we know the mind affects the body, the mind uh, consciousness affects the stress level, our health, our blood pressure. Uh, it's our mind, our intention that helps us create. We get that as a concept, yeah. but I wanted to validate it, to show it in real time. So we would set up all these experiments and for example, try to influence the pH of water with your mind, trying to move an object, you know, trying to see behind your back, you know, things like that. And we would get very strong correlations, you know, in science, uh, it's under laboratory conditions. It's not just a one-off fluke. We have yeah. to repeat it, repeat it, take measurements. And because we were getting validation, scientific validation, I'd say, wait a minute, <laughs> this is real, you know, let's make movies about this, these things, because the general public, you know, not everybody wants to do a workshop, you know, that's the best way to bring that knowledge and information to the public. So that's how I started making films um, on consciousness, physical world connection that's in my last film. And now this film, A Tear in the Sky, uh, which is about another phenomenon. But that's kind of how I got <laughs> to today from experiencing things, uh, really studying the subject and working with science. Yeah, let me, let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm curious with people who, and again, this might be a really big question. And again, Elon and I have been fortunate enough to be around a lot of gifted people in their lifetime. And I want to say, like, even to what you said about, like, being normal or having a functional brain, like... I think this century we get to really shift our idea of what consciousness is because what we really say what's normal we're saying we measure things within a certain limit everything outside of that limit is paranormal or you know outside of what we understand but for example like you know when they take a, uh, sh a shaman from South America into a psych ward in America they come out and they ask him a question they say what do you think and they say you've locked up all your gifted ones Right. And so like we may not understand what autism is and like this may be some form of evolutionary thing that's allowing us for us to see different parts of reality, but we're not listening because it's outside of norm. So I want to just kind of regulate that, like we don't really know what normal is and that we need to get rid of this idea and really expand our idea of consciousness in the first place. Um, but like from your experience and, and just being around a lot of gifted people, what what contributes, do you think, to somebody being so young? and so energetically tapped in. Is it a past life phenomenon? You are like a gifted in some way and now that's just being passed on. Like if your parents didn't nurture it, you know, like there's always that nurture nature conversation and I think it's intermingled, but like, yeah, I'm always like so amazed by that. Like why is somebody born with a gift like that and other people are just so completely oblivious to the fact that this exists? Yeah, so, uh... So to me, I think everybody's born with the same gift, absolutely same potential, same gift. Um, and so the only difference is what you just said. Um, is that a past life thing? I don't think it's a past life uh, per se, but it's more of a kind of agreement. It's almost like before coming here, mm -hmm. I have a strong sense that in this lifetime, I'm going to tap into information, I'm going to have some tools, 
you know, and some abilities to talk about this subject, like you're saying, to eliminate this taboo of what is paranormal versus normal. If anything, I feel as a filmmaker, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm making the paranormal normal yeah. by bring, bringing, you know, whatever measurability we have, whatever validation we have, real measurable physical uh, validation to what we call paranormal. So yeah, so I think uh, the difference is it, I kind of cultivate or I kept this ability so that I can research it and teach it and help mm-hmm. others. Other people, um, like, so, so if you come in, everybody has the potential, but if your work is about something else, you know, you're here more to understand or to learn about those mechanics or contribute to uh, the, uh, the human evolution in a different way, then you're not gonna pay attention. You know, you're not going to, to think about these things. Plus, I really, really think we have a strong programming huge programming of, you know, I'm not good enough and I'm separate. I'm separate from the physical world, you know, the outside world. And that's the fundamental mistake or programming. If we understand that consciousness is fundamental, fundamental means if there is a before and after, you know, it would be before the physical world. It's from consciousness that the physical world emerges. So, Think about that concept. For us, we are taught the other way around. And so, but if you think that consciousness is the substance, the fundamental substance from which other intelligent life emerge, planets, stars, uh, universes, whatever, this means that as a fundamental base, we're all connected by the same substance. And if we are connected by the same substance, then we are we are already in communication we are already we have the same in fact we are taught we're told that we are made from the stardust the the very fabric of what the stars are made of yes think about that so this means we have we already are in this resonance communication because we're made of the same thing so we're made of the same thing as other humans and other (laughs) beings physical non-physical we're made of the same substance throughout the spectrum whether we see it or not so so we're not taught these things sure so the kids who you know are starting to sense these things or are talking to imaginary friends or who have some autistic to me i think most autistic um, people because there's some some cases that are slightly different they're geniuses yeah, because I, I work with I work with some of them and I see their brain channels are tapped into way, way, way far beyond the planetary system, beyond this planet. So they're picking up information past this spectrum. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're not paying. A lot of them have communication problems. They, they're irritated because it's like they're contained in this weird, stuck reality when they want to be there. So the idea is we need to help them manage both and not, you know, kind of say, oh, you're out there, you're not here, you're therefore you're crazy or you're autistic, whatever label. So yeah, I mean, so that's, I feel like everybody can just go back to this understanding and develop these, um, these tools and these abilities again. Yeah, and, and to so, sorry, to, bro. So, and to, to your point here, I just want to mention, uh, in, a, in a weird way, we're all autistic. Like, I don't know many people who are grounded and well and feel safe in their bodies, right? Like, most people I know who have like psychedelic experiences go to ayahuasca, they go, they go to the alternate reality, go to the stars, you know, the DMT, and, 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 and kind of start seeing beyond this physical reality and actually feel way more at home in that space. Maybe it's really intense. But there's a familiarity and it's like home feeling and then they come back into their body and the body is where the like entanglement and the discomfort is and all that stuff. And I think that alone says more about probably where we quote unquote come from and what substance we really are. And that this is an unusual experience for this being to be in this dense, you know, uh, morphic type of reality. And, and like, I think maybe now we're, we're starting to see or at least acknowledge the extremes of that where maybe it's easier to see. 
um, because I, I do think we need a, to redefine uh, even humanity. Like I think if you actually look up the definition of human, uh, like humanity or human nature, it is on Google itself, it is said it is distinct from nature as if we are somehow outside of it, not part of it, which even, at, you know, whether you're like, okay, well, like, let me just change that definition in my mind, fine. But like, that means at the subtle level, since you were born, you were told you're not that. You're yeah. there's something else that lives outside of that and can control it somehow versus learning to connect to it and navigate with it. Yeah, I love that. And that's exactly what happened in my first experience when I was five. When I saw these beings, it was just like light and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I felt exactly what you just said. That was familiar. That was comfortable. Mm -hmm. That was home. And then when I looked back at the adults around me, I was like, oh, my Oof. God. It's yeah. like, like, what's wrong with it? It was more like there is no love. There is no communication. There is no connection. It was such a huge contrast. Mm. And, but what happened was that's why it was such an important experience, because I experienced that connection, which, by the way, is never severed. Uh, and so and that was the point of this experience is for me to relive that re-experience that connection with that stream of consciousness that comes from way, way, way far away in the universe. It was kind of like I was on this side in physical form. And the rest of me and where I come from and these beings were the continuation. There was mm. no separation from somewhere else. And that aspect, my true self, basically, is so authentic, is so real. Mm -hmm. And it's on this side of the veil that it's so fake. You know, it's like, it's like we're in this box, you know, the body and things like that. So I think this is a fundamental understanding of everything that follows everything how you why you're here how you create your reality why you're attracting what you're attracting you know because how you heal you know why you created this illness and so on so forth because you you put everything back in that perspective from that perspective and you start to see things very differently and resolve things also very differently and create differently. Yeah. And so in Superhuman, before we go to the next, the new movie, in Superhuman, there was some incredible footage of you in the lab doing things where you're changing the pH. Um, specifically, the thing that blew me away were the kids who were playing ping pong blindfolded and like running through obstacle courses blindfolded. And they're being taught these skills like they weren't you know like you said we're all kind of born with them it's just a matter of the the tweaking and the twisting of the knobs to enhance certain gifts to to be pronounced some of those things just blew me away i'm curious as you were doing the movie and as you were going through the tests like what fundamentally was just massive for you that just blew blew you away when you discovered it yeah, so uh, before we get to the kids, just the other experiments that we did, you know, changing the pH of water. Again, this experiment was done scientifically by other scientists as well. Uh, also changing the electrical conductivity. Basically, for those who are listening in a laboratory setting, you know, we do, we measure the pH over a certain period of time. Then exactly at one time, we focus on it and see if we can bring it up or down and so on and so forth. Same thing with telekinesis. Can we move an object exactly at the time we want it to move? Can we do it long distance? Can we do it under vacuum? So we, were, we demonstrated all of this in the movie, um, which again is a first, you know, so it's pretty amazing. So as a filmmaker, you're saying what we, you know, so first of all, you know, I'm making a film about all of this and I'm in the film, you know, and so, <laughs> The idea is, what if it doesn't happen? Because as we know, uh, you know, that type of, you know, consciousness, uh, physical world connection is subjective, meaning on some days I can move it, you know, like tenfold and on other days, maybe just a little bit and on other days not. But then the next day it just shoots up the roof. So, yeah. so 
you know, the idea is even if you do it once, that's validation enough that, that it's possible and you're breaking the laws, the Newtonian laws that we understand, whatever. So, but what I'm saying is it's also, it has to do with your state of mind. It has to do with the energy around you, you know, you know, so here we are with like all these cameras and cables and, you know, it's like, the least, and then, the least sexy, like yeah. private moment. I just need my, uh. yeah. yeah. And then you have like PAs running around and what do you want for lunch? And where do I go for this? And blah, blah, blah. And should I pick up this cast member? And it's like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> it, 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 this is so not the perfect environment. But again, Elon, and I mean, I'm telling you, it's like when I'm making the film deep inside me, I do my work before and I kind of know just, you know, I'm doing this for the higher good, you know, for the purpose of showing this. So I just ask for support, you know, and I'm like, just show me one thing uh, that will work on camera for that purpose to validate consciousness. And I tell you, like every time I'm blown away, like, oh my God, it's exactly, and it's not just by a little bit, by yeah. a lot. This girl um, we brought in to do telekinesis, she had never, never done anything in her life. And, you know, and so, so on camera, we're, we're just rolling and everything, every time we roll, it's costing money, you know, it's sure. like, you know from the first take, second take, third take. And so we're not cutting anything. This is real. And for her to just like make it move like crazy after we just told her in two hours, like a crash course, you know, this is how you do remote viewing. This is how you. So, so I think that's to answer your question. That's what blew me away. You know, the idea that I, I feel when you are aligned with the higher consciousness, with the higher good and higher purpose, and you are 100% in that state of consciousness, even you're running around, it comes through for you. And, and that's even more crazy with the kids. And especially in this film, A Tear in the Sky, to get a, a UFO or whatever, an anomaly appear exactly, you know, I mean, things like that. So, and with the kids too, it, it, it was insane to just watch them, you know, there was no preparation, no teaching. People can see that because these kids can see behind their back. They can see, you know, they're doing like you're saying ping pong on a bike with these. So to me, the film, that superhuman film ended with the ultimate validation and proof that consciousness can actually reprogram the functioning of your brain because you see with your brain, you know, the light reflects off of an object, therefore you can see. Mm -hmm. But if there is no light, you're completely blindfolded, you're not supposed to see. But and yet, with the proper training, you're basically, we're basically showing validating that consciousness and intention has the ability to master the functioning of your brain. That's crazy. Yeah, it was amazing. And I watched it with my kids and I got to say like, everything is not possible till someone makes it possible, right? It's like we wow. live in a reality where things are not possible till they're possible. And um, once someone sees with their eyes and whatever they filter through, they see this new reality that now becomes possible, whether they can do it or not, it just rips apart that like the real world view and so my kids are watching slack jawed like holy shit people <laughs> are actually doing this and i was like yes and you have all of these abilities you know whether you choose to work on them or practice them that's up to you i just want you to know like there's nothing special about that being like you have yeah. this inside yeah. and that is a really whether it's for you or your kids, whoever is listening, like it's a really profound thing to witness in real time, someone doing things and like moving an object with their mind or, you know, the kids playing ping pong because guy and I grew up playing ping pong and I, 
it was just mind-boggling. I was like, yeah. wait, what? You should start yeah. teaching your kids. And in fact, that's another thing when you're younger, it's so much easier. I mean, we teach these kids online, you know, for people who technically, usually it's in person, but we did it online the first time because of the whole COVID thing. And literally after the first session, kids can see color blindfolded. And uh, for adults, it takes a little longer because there's more reprogramming, you know, for adults, but it is possible. And then, so what's the idea? People will say, well, I can see with my eyes. Why do I? Oh, oh my God, the repercussions. I mean, the implication, but also how it affects you, especially for kids, they, the confidence, the focus, the clarity, the, it adds so much to their ability to, to function and to process information and to evolve mm -hmm. with that understanding. I can do this. I can do this, which is huge for, for the children growing up this way. And of course, for adults, you know, as well. So that's why it's not just a trick. You know, it's not just a tool. It's not just an ability. It's, it's just one practice that has a huge impact on the rest of your life. So interesting. You're talking and I'm thinking, you know, like you teach a kid to ride a bike. Yeah. And yes. It's, it's a wonderful feeling when you first learn to ride a bike. And then you look around, like everyone knows how to ride a bike. Right. right. So it's like, Oh, I finally learned that thing that everyone else already does. Or, you know, it just kind of comes in that fashion. Oh, I, I learned to do math. Okay. Now I'm finally catching up to what everyone else. I feel like when a kid can do something like that, Yes, it feels superhuman. It feels yeah. this superpower that you've unlocked because no one that you know is doing that, right? And so it, I think that's what creates that incredible self-confidence of like, if yeah. I can do that, I think I got the rest of this stuff covered. Like I can do that, that other stuff. Exactly. And, that, and, and we have so many uh, stories like this from parents how even for autistic children and uh, kids like the ADHD, it helps them focus. It, it helps them kind of figure out, you know, how to, how to master this imbalance, the chaos, or, you know, it's just so, so, so helpful. So it's, I, I highly encourage people to watch that film, um, Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible. Um, and, you know, they can go to the website and see the training. But yeah, it's the implications are crazy. So let's, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about the let's talk about the, the new movie. Uh, I yeah. know you're really excited about it. Um, and, and again, like, you know, we're, we're transitioning, right, again, from something that's been unseen to <clears throat> more stuff being seen, like I've, I've done, I've been around Dr. Stephen Greer's work for quite some time. I think this is probably like a little bit in that vein. And I used to go to contact in the desert uh, up oh. in Jump Tree quite a bit. So hearing all those stories. And, you know, when I first got into uh, alien culture, again, it's like it's been in like this sci science, paranormal science that always seemed like kind of far away. And when I started hanging out with them, I'm like, oh, this is granted, you get some some strange people hanging around this stuff. But like, but at the end of the day, the people who are sharing the information are, are actually mostly, and I can't say for everybody, articulating it from a very spiritual place. They're like, there's a, there's a connection here that needs to be understood because it's like, I, I feel like human beings are extremely uh, easy to manipulate. You know, it's like we, we give a single, a singular message for 20 years and a generation grows up with a new idea that uh, I'm like, for all we know, the last 200 years have been completely manipulated. Our history is nothing like that at all. And ever since media came out on a mass scale, they were just like, we're just going to change the story and have these monkeys believe this for the next, you know, and, and maybe, and maybe before that, uh, these monkeys were doing some other really cool stuff, you know, and, and, and how would we know, like, how would we know? But the point is, is that like our, our history has been tampered with our, our spirituality certainly has been tampered with. And, and I think that's why a lot of us don't feel okay in this reality not because we can't live in this reality. It's just been manipulated in such a way that no longer feels in alignment with what we feel inside of us mm. intuitively. And so these are very interesting things because for most people, it's like, oh, let's let's identify that UFOs are real. It's like the, the evidence to me seems insurmountable. And the fact of what we know of, of the cosmos in general, if you don't think there's life out there, 
and like it, it's almost mathematically impossible but impossible that there isn't even where we look on our own planet in the most unlikely of places there's life yeah. everywhere constantly so i'm like okay great so let's get past that but like now for me the curiosity is it's like okay so if this relationship is real and i identify with it as real you can have your own opinions listeners uh, what do we begin to extract from that and i think that's kind of what the movie is probably pointing to yeah Exactly. So as always, I want to go the extra mile. I don't want to just talk about the subject and say how we're all manipulated <laughs> and being told this and that. And it's more than 200 years. It's more like 200,000 years. Sure. You sure, know, sure. that we've been literally the monkeys uh, being tampered with. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So, so we heard a lot about that story. And because my work is about bringing validation, I wanted to see if we could do an investigation, a scientific investigation, but not about the stuff that's already out there. I mean, how would we go about this, this topic and capture, see if we can capture something in real time with scientific data, scientific um, instrumentation to see if we can, like what we come up with. So that was the idea, the premise, right? So of course, you know, I team up with the, the Navy guys, you know, for those who are familiar with the subject, uh, who are on the USS Nimitz, the Tic Tac-like video that came out in 2017. Um, it was all over the news. Basically, Navy guys witnessed UFOs in the shape of Tic Tacs. And so, so I stumbled on them first, and then they had a, a few scientists on their team. So I thought, oh, <laughs> perfect, then I don't need to kind of put the team from scratch. And I wanted it scientifically done and set up. So we went back to the same area because uh, other ships as well had witnessed those specific uh, Tic Tac videos, anomalies there. And, mm -hmm. and we had a crazy amount of equipment. I mean, the, one of the problem with the UFOs is you have one camera, you know, three cameras, but all from the same angle, you have a few witnesses and that's it. So we had cameras, we, have, we had multiple cameras, we had night vision, we had FLIR. The FLIR is 10 times the infrared range uh, of the normal people's stuff, you know? So, I mean, we're talking military grade. Yeah. We had eight, like each camera is like $50,000. We had like eight of those. We had spectrum analyzers. We had RF detectors and radiation detectors. I mean... People will see that in the trailer, even in a movie. And a huge amount, never been done this way before. And we were in three locations, so we were able to triangulate, which is very important. One of the problems we have when we see footage is we don't, like, we don't have enough data because we don't know what it looks like mm -hmm. on this side. We don't know the speed. And so, so we, we said, yeah, let's go out and see. And we had five days. Five days is not a long time. How many shows or how many things you've done where you go and then like nothing happens. <laughs> and yeah, maybe yeah. the day you leave something, you know, I mean, same thing. Like Elon, you were asking me, like, what are the odds as a filmmaker? You know, and I, I funded this movie. So I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is huge. And, and whatever, nothing happens. And so, so of course I was doing my homework <laughs> behind uh -huh. the scenes. We're all connected. Come on guys, give me one thing, one cool thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I'll be happy. And sure enough, I knew it was gonna be July 14th. That was the message. So we, uh -huh. we, we did it uh, July, the week of July 14th, the 12th to the 16th. And we went out and we, you know, 24 7 all these equipments running 24 7 wow. and we're observing watching watching and sure enough july 14th was the first sighting and nice. it was an orb it was an orb that you've, you've seen a lot you know but what was interesting is we were able to capture it from different angles we believe also but that wasn't it it was like okay we've seen these things before but then we captured objects that would just like appear they would rotate and like disappear. So you could see the clear shape. We objects that were registered cold because we had thermal cameras. Cold means what is the propulsion system they're using? Right. It, we don't have a human technology that, you know, 
we had things zigzagging <laughs> in the sky, right. literally. We, and they were, of course, these are now, remember, these are scientists looking at the data. They're not going to, they know what a bug looks like or an airplane or a satellite. I mean, they know how to rule out all the mundane explanations. So, so we only focused on the super anomalous things. And then we had things that I've never seen before. This is very cool. People were watching the film. Things literally dropping down from the sky. Whoa. into the water at crazy speed. The closest ones were 20,000. Other ones are like 50,000 miles an hour dropping down in the water. We capture that on our FLIR, cam FLIR cameras, the, meaning the, the infrared ones. And the Navy guys said at one point, these objects were literally raining down. So is it the same? We don't know. We can't prove, you know, but we captured some things that are extraordinary. And then the end, just kind of like the blindfolds in my other movie, at the end, that's the tear in the sky. We capture some sort of crazy anomaly, which is basically an opening and closing. And then a bunch of objects are popping out of it. Mm. And it's like, okay, the first thing, it's a camera glitch. You know, I mean, we want to make sure, sure, you know, or maybe it's a reflection of, I don't know, like the city or something, okay. but none, none of it checks out. It's not a glitch because we have the camera, the before and after, and we show like the thing appear, disappear, and it's functioning perfectly. We have days of it functioning in the same location perfectly. It's not, you know, and it's correlating with other things happening, radiation, you know, crazy radiation, it, it, it's not a solar flare. It's not this. It's not that. Then the radar, we get radar data telling us these are actual objects, reflective <laughs> objects. So what is that? You know, yeah. so, so we stumbled on something mo so much beyond. <laughs> and I was asking for one cool thing. And so this film, first of all, never been done this way at that scale. And it's not just validating that there is data, you know, especially there has been, there was the, I don't know if you watched it, the congressional hearing on UFOs that happened last week. You know, this is Congress testifying that they're saying we don't have enough data. We have 400 cases, but the videos are unclear and they're showing us this kind of little video and, and everybody's like what are we looking at it's just like yeah. was so unclear and 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 they have they didn't show the tic-tac video interestingly they showed that one super unclear to say that they don't have the resources they don't have the data and in my film you know there's like super clear stuff that we did in five days wow. so the least that this film does is prove that if in five days we civilians with the proper equipment and you know with scientists looking at the data you know that this is real yeah but also we tapped into some things such as the raining stuffs and that opening it's like we may be onto some other understanding about this whole phenomenon mm. you know the openings in the sky are we connected to other dimensions that way? Is this how they're coming through? And so on and so forth. So it's huge. Whoa. Very fascinating. Yeah, I think, I think uh, and I, I'm going to get a little conspiracy theory here, but a few things that you mentioned, that, like how I've understood it, is that we, we keep looking at these objects as if they're moving through matter uh, and space when, in fact, they're using consciousness and moving through time. And so they're, like, bending time and actually, like, moving through time, which is why it can move in, like, pretty much any direction which is a very strange idea for our uh, collective brains to wrap around when you're a linear, you know, sequential type of thinker and suddenly you're, you're looking at a quantum reality response thing. And the other thing is I just kind of like want to offer it here. Like, you know, uh, our, our government doesn't always seem to have the, the people's best interest in mind and, and, and generally has this conversation of like, well, we don't have enough evidence. Like, you know, that's how they did smoking. That's how they're doing vaccinations and everything else in this world. But like, um, I think it's interesting that now 
that conversation is like peeking through. And I think we need to be mindful of who's giving you the narrative about what these entities are and what this technology is and stuff like that. And actually be listening to people more like you who are doing the research at the grassroots level versus the, the conversation because they, they may navigate this conversation versus making it adversarial when it is anything but in order to, for the same reason, which has always been done through, through history, which is like to keep you away from your spirituality and you understanding who you really are in this connection to the cosmos, which I think, again, in my experience is unquestionable at this point in time. And so just being really mindful of like where, where people are getting their information from so that it's not skewing the reality because anybody who I know who has contact says nothing but benevolence about these beings. And again, there's always contrast right in the world. And so I'm sure there's other entities out there with, with their own agendas, but like that, that usually the contact that's made is made from benevolence and love, very high, um, spiritual beings who are really trying to offer guidance and who are trying to come to this world in a very gentle way so that these minds don't freak out when contact is finally made. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, in my experience, it's been very benevolent. Uh, Every now and then I encounter some strange thing, but if the overall idea is that uh, these beings are contacting us uh, or have some other agenda, I mean, Look at us. They could have taken us over like in, 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 an, in an instant. We're pathetic. Look at this yeah. planet. There's like, we're still talking about wars. We're still talking about, oh, let's just go invade Spain. Like, really? Like what? We're still like, you know, creating all this fear-based, you know, separation, blah, blah, manipulation thing. I mean, an advanced civilization could just come and take over like in two seconds. So okay. I really think the bigger agenda is, is benevolent, but um, I try to stay away like you, you know, the whole conspiracy, whatever. We know we're manipulated. So that's one of the reasons why I made this film. It was like, well, I'm not gonna wait for the government to tell me, mm. you right. know, let, how would we do it in a professional scientific way? And we go out and do it. So this film in itself is just proof by itself that in five days, check out all this data and the implication. Having said that, some of it could be also human technology because it's not just one thing. Right. But I think what this film showed is that connection, the, the potential of some sort of larger consciousness and, and other ways to travel through space, like you're saying, by bending light, um, by warping the fabric of space-time, and so on and so forth. So, so if anything, it will make you think of, wow, the potential of what's out there. That's why whether people are into UFOs per se or not, this is not what the film is just about. Right. It's about right. how we, are, we fit within this larger um, galactic citizenship you know universal citizenship and how we are communicating and how we're still uh, being uh, connected yeah what were what were some of the conversations after the fact you know like you're you obviously collect all this data you're with all these scientists like what's been the the aftermath has there has there been backlash from anyone that you know about you guys collecting this data like what conversations are you guys now having to keep further exploring this because i'm just saying i'm like man i wonder what it would have been like to be in that room while you're <laughs> getting all this data and like what questions are you asking at that point yeah so for us like i said it was very and these scientists are hardcore scientists which is good normally i work with scientists who are more open you know quantum mechanics these aren't these are like nuts and bolts <laughs> you know you know they're worried about their reputation so they're not going to just throw, say, oh, let's just go say we discovered wormholes. Like, no, no, no. You know, so they were, we're still tiptoeing around and making sure it's not this, it's not. And the process, so we got most of the information you'll see in the film. But past that, we continue to research and, you know, all the additional data. And we, so far, we haven't, I'm still waiting for somebody to come out and say, Oh, I know exactly what this is. You know, it's boom, boom, boom. I haven't had anybody, you know, tell me or them, the scientists that, oh, we've seen this before. If anything, the only explanation so far that I've gotten from a NASA scientist 
they said that they see something similar to this, but way out in space. And some objects, sometimes, you know, you have the telescopes, right? And, you, and sometimes you would see objects uh, that appear and then in the next plate, they're gone. And so, so I said, oh, that's interesting. And they said, but these are caught in the Earth's orbit. So in other words, these are very large objects and they're far away. What you captured, we're, we're like, we captured the thing like 1500 feet above our head. They said, if these are actual objects, they would be falling through gravity, like, you know, because of gravity. So it's not quite the same. So what I'm saying is I'm having people trying to give us more information. And I'm sure some other people don't want us to know more, but so far we're still kind of uh, adding more and more detail. And we were able to collect hundreds of hours of data. Uh, we only took whatever's relevant, like to make a film, you know, maybe, but there's more, not just about the ones, the, the events in the film, but additional things they're still going through. It takes like months and months to go through all of the data. So Perfect. it's an ongoing research and uh, we want to keep going with the most, those anomalous things, the falling down ones and the, and those openings, because it's, it's really leading to something incredible. There's a, there's an old video. I could probably find it. I have it somewhere in my stack. Uh, I don't remember his name. He's, he's rather famous again in the community. He had, he had Q clearance and I'm not talking about QAnon. I'm talking like real Q clearance on the government. <laughs> and he, he actually directly, and it's this old video from like the early nineties. So it's mm -hmm. not, we're talk, not talking about like deep fake. We're talking like VHS camera. You can like see it's all scraggly and, and he's just talking about his experiences with these anomalous events with, with it. And he was also talking about a, a firsthand experience he had on a uh, naval ship where they saw something very similar to what you're describing where this very large object is moving at extraordinary speeds and then hits the water and comes out hits the water and comes yes. out but when it hits the water there's no splash yes. zero yes. it's like it literally goes goes in and out as if it's not even touching the water and they're just all sitting there just uh, you know mind completely blown uh, and I, I forget his name but they supposedly off him, you know, again, I'm, I'm all, I always do all the research on these things. So I'm just fascinated by all these stories. And again, like I'm, 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 I, I have a round of applause for people who are speaking out about this because it's so important that we, we begin to at least explore what this connection is and why this is here. And to me, again, the history of humanity seems to be so uh, intimately tied to it. And I'm fascinated by why the connection was severed. Yeah. In the way that it was when our ancestry seemed to be so knowledgeable and connected to quote unquote sky people. Um, so, you know, what, what do you hope at the end of the day? I mean, I get the scientific part, but of course anyone can throw shade at this and you know how the comments online are right? like, people are always going to find reasons to, to blast it. But like, what do you, what is it that you wanted people to walk away with after they see this movie? Like what impact do you want it to have on their lives? Well, for those who are already, you know, who already believe in it, I think this film brings a huge, like a, a whole new level of validation. Mm -hmm. So more confidence, more empowerment to continue doing the work, to continue believing and trusting. So that's for those people. And also I have William Shatner in it and Michio Kaku on <laughs> purpose, on purpose, to um to to kind of bridge the gap between uh sci-fi and science but also to the mainstream so we have a lot of interest people look watching the film because of that and so my my goal i mean my, my hope is that more of the mainstream is going to be open to this subject and this conversation not just that ufos oh is it ours or is theirs there's that piece but sure. more what is possible and again this everything we've been talking about so far this connection that's never severed you know it's not us versus them versus some other country's technology mm. it's more of opening up to the much larger cosmic map you know much larger perspective on life that we are here as part of a multidimensional, you know, <laughs> system that allows all kinds of beings, information, consciousness 
to filter through and you are doing the same by the way you know so how does this work when you start to open up to this type this line of questioning you expand your consciousness gotcha. and you're and you kind of start to let go of this boundary between the physical and that stream of consciousness that you're part of and then you become your original self creating okay. you know from that aspect of your being you know and align with your real purpose why you are here as opposed to i mean like people have no clue there it's such a chaos like so they they're scrambling to get a good job to make money scrambling to get a you know a relationship with somebody they they love to make it have family have a, buy a, a house and a dog you know but it's like this is so small compared right. with the real bigger reason of why they're here and it is to bring that higher consciousness through this physical form you see yeah. and yeah, so I'm, you begin to create your life in a completely different way mm. i love what you're sharing right because that to me is kind of elon and i talk about like a, a survival model that we've been in for a very long time and I, I call it the evolutionary model but you can apply any name of just like coming out of this struggle of life and into this really into participating in the flow of life and what you had mentioned before that that struck me was with the children when you're when they're getting that training how it gives them confidence and part of that is i think when when you become gifted in this way or you uh, develop these gifts you start realizing this unseen multi-dimensional nature of reality and and again it, it works kind of against the conditioning not our intuition but the conditioned intuition that you've been given which is that hey by you by you understanding this physical reality you can touch it you can taste it this is real la, da, 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 right like this is real that that's supposed to give you some kind of confidence but how is that but when the game doesn't feel in alignment there's no confidence but when you come into the gifts and, and your mind actually starts letting go of the matrix it starts letting go of these very solid stories and you start realizing not only is it easy to manipulate, but I'm actually manipulating myself all the time. And if, yeah. that's the case, and if that's the case, can't I manipulate my reality into something that's glorious and juicy and connected and totally obscene? And who gives a shit if that's the case, right? Like go as crazy or as big or as colorful or as ecstatic as you want to go in your personal experience of reality and make it so. But to me, it's like, it's so funny. We think by by understanding it, we'll be confident in our reality. But the truth to me and, and to our clients and to anyone I've worked with is by letting go. Yes. And I realize the confidence is really that you're in participating and it's flowing through you is really what adds confidence to it. Not the solidity, but the, the, the fluidity, if I could say it that way, of this reality is really where I feel more confident. I'm like, okay, cool. If I don't like this, I can change it. Like that, that's where my confidence comes from. I love it. Yeah, it's exactly. And then when you align again, with the bigger story, you know, yes. when you put everything in perspective from the bigger stories perspective, then you can let go, you can flow with it easier, you know, as opposed to just kind of getting stuck, you know, I should be doing this, or I, I have to do this, or da, 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 it just kind of, it's the bigger story. So that, yeah, I mean, I love what you guys are doing, because I mean, I feel like you are also supporting the same principles you know yeah, by perfect. offering this sort of these tools that bring you back to your original self and mm -hmm. also your original self is we talked about this the fabric of the universe itself so it's almost like the universe now is speaking through you is working through you so it's almost easier just just let go you know <laughs> and allow things to flow through it's uh but you know the programming has been going on for a long time so you, you know i'm very grateful that you guys also are doing your share in supporting this deprogramming realigning as i'm doing with my film and um yeah so. I, I have a, a interest you know i saw a quick little vision it's like you know, we come here. I don't know if anyone remembers those like drunk glasses when they were like trying to show you in school. Like, this is what life looks like when you're drunk and you put on these glasses and it just like alters your thing. And you're, they're like, now walk a line. And you're like, I can't see what line. Right. Um, and as we find it. more and more of ourselves, like who we actually are, it, it's like we begin to see the picture clearer, 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 clearer. And it is almost that transmission 
when we are connected to that source and are coming from that place, we become that vibrational frequency and it allows others to template and like fall more into that for themselves. And I feel like that's how we can start with our own personal work and it ripple out into humanity so that we can eventually get to this place of letting go and trusting that there is this flow of life that is going to take you. You can argue, you can fight, like it's going to move you. Um, so I just had that quick little vision. And then the, the question that's still on the top of my mind is you are so curious. You have like, it, it feels like an unending well of curiosity. Uh, you, you delve deep into this world of consciousness and created a movie about that. Now it's like delving deep into the world of this, what is out there, right? Like way beyond this. What's next? I, I just have like, what, what, what other questions are you asking yourself? What are you curious about? Oh my God, it's nonstop, Elon. Like, especially <laughs> with this film, like I was I was saying, well, give me just one cool orb, you know, that looks anomalous. And <laughs> we go, and we get end up with this. And then, so I'm I already, I'm already, I'm still trying to put this film out. I'm already in pre-production for the next one because the ideas and the people and the resources, it, it, it keeps piling up. And it's like, like you were saying, the more you let go the more the flow becomes clearer. So it's like, yes. oh, I know exactly where this is going. And I know exactly what the next one should look like. I mean, because this has never been done before, we learned a lot, you know, things breaking down, you know, power going on. I mean, like, so, so the next one is even more kind of, you know, so, so that's why I keep building my curiosity. Like you're saying, I love how you said that it's non-stop sometimes it's a bit much sometimes i have to even slow myself down no. like wait i'm not ready for another movie yet you know, yeah yeah and that's when you that's exactly what happens when you open that flood to the yeah. to the, the 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 flow just floods mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. uh and you trust i think uh the the key also is to trust yes we don't trust the universe because we think it's something else someone else yes but actually we don't trust our original self yes which yes. is also yeah. the universe you see and we are so much smarter so much bigger on the other side so i yeah. think that's the and i think that's what your work also does to help yeah. switch using that trust yeah i was talking to my friend and i was saying that you know the things that we surrender to Surrender is like a, for me, at least it's been a, a never ending process, right? Like there's always the next thing to surrender to. And as you expand, you're always bringing, you're always being brought to your edges and the edges are always edgy. It doesn't matter. Like the thing that you need to surrender to today is terrifying, but the things that you surrender to a year ago, which were terrifying back then, if I said, Hey, surrender to that today, you'd be like, yeah, no big deal. Yes. I love that. Constant knowing of like, Oh, I think what happens is, is that trust word that you said, it's like, yeah. I surrender the first time and this miraculous result gets produced. Right. And then I get to watch that, that, that happened in my life. That's a real life experience for me. Then the next time it happens, do I trust it? Do I not trust it? Uh, maybe I'll trust it. Now you get more feedback. And so even though the things get scarier to surrender to, it's like someone's asking you to jump into this void you just have so much feedback already that mm. every time you've done this, this magical thing unfolds. Mm. Just in a way that you can't even fathom because your mind's like, there's no way I could have created that, right? It's just like so beyond that. And you begin to be able to take those bigger and bigger and bigger leaps as that trust builds from your, you know, kind of like what people say, proof is in the pudding uh, scenarios. So I, I love, like, I watched you in Superhuman and you bring such a childlike wonder to life. You're just so, it's like a kid in the candy store and everything's like, wow, and tell me about this, this and this. And it's, it's exciting to watch your curiosity and you get answers. That's the cool part. It's like one thing, okay, I'm just gonna be curious. 
but like you actually went and did something to go get answers. So uh, I'm very excited to check out the new movie. Um, and for people who are listening, like, where can they find you? Where can they find the old movie, the new movie? Where should they all, where should we lead them? Yeah, I think uh, the best way is to go to etereinthesky.com. And uh, they will see all the platforms, Amazon, iTunes, you know, everything else. Um, so that's for the current movie, etereinthesky.com. And then the previous movie we've been talking about with the kids, that's superhumanfilm.com. Um, and for those who are interested in the general kind of consciousness work, awakening, that's carolinecorey.com. Um, I appreciate it. You know, like you guys are, I mean, as you speak, because I'm very sensitive, the energy shifts. Mm -hmm. And so as you are saying about surrender, I sense that, and that's huge for teachers and masters like yourselves. Uh, a lot of people talk, but it's not sending the energy in in juju i can feel okay. so so i don't know if you sense that as you are teaching yourselves but um if i'm sitting in your crowd right now uh i could feel me surrender mm. as you are saying the word surrender is mm. what i'm saying it's very powerful you guys are very powerful healers what wow. a beautiful transmission that was to receive yeah, I, 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 I have two more. I have two more very quick questions for you, and thank you for for that reflection. I think we've worked uh, not hard, but diligently and consistently to to have there. I remember a long time ago, someone said when you first learn something, it's like you're reading out of a, out of a book. Then as you become more of a practitioner, it's like you're reading in front of the room to people, but it's eventually you're generating it from your system. Okay. And so, like that's that's what I I remember that metaphor, and that's why I feel like Elon and I and and. Today too, like I'm, I'm so much less about what people are saying and so much more about what they're transmitting. Your yeah. transmission also very clear, yeah. very galactic, very enthusiastic, very, um, you feel like Elon to me, you're like, you're from the future and you've come, <laughs> and you've come back in a human body to reveal the truth to us that you already know in a, in a, in a different time. And again, like when you start thinking about the multi-quantum superposition nature of reality, that's not even, that shouldn't even seem weird anymore. We should just be like, of course, there's a, your consciousness there and it's trying to transmit an idea back here, which also changes the past and changes the future. And it's like this really crazy to try to conceive with a linear thinking mind, but like, it's probably so much crazier than any of us <laughs> can ever conceive. The crazy. <laughs> it, it's, it's so much crazier. Like, at the, at the, you know, like when you do like ayahuasca or whatever it might be, like however crazy your experience is, it's way crazier than that what's actually going on. Yes. And, and so that's that. But the other thing I wanted to ask you is you, you guys do training for these kids. Is that available to all of us? Is that on your website? Yeah, it's, uh, that training is on superhumanfilm.com. Cool. That's the, the blindfold training. And also the superhuman online class is about, you know, remote viewing, telekinesis, all of that. Um, but carolinecorey.com has, has those classes and similar things as well. Yeah. Um, so people can check out, um, you know, the movie and then get the class for online. That's amazing. I'm super excited to check that out. For sure. Caroline, what a, what a treat. What a pleasure. I hope we stay in contact. Um, you know, easy, easy to find, uh, easy to make connection with like soul brothers and sisters around the world. I, 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 love, yeah. I love the work you're doing. Thank you for being such a, I'm going to say with a curse, such a fucking boss lady. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like revealing the the edges of our reality so that we can can look beyond our conceptions of what's real and, and peer and really ask some really fundamentally big questions because it's like I truly believe we're in that that transitory time in society and like we need a good kick in the ass to make us be like you looking you looking you know like that 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 might actually be out there for you and like, what's the work that you get to do now to connect with that? Because in my opinion, that consciousness, just like God wants you to take a step towards it. It doesn't want, it's not a show me, Hey, I'm going to sit back and show me, show me that that reality is true. It's like, it wants you to take a leap of faith and a step towards it so that it can reveal itself to you. And when you say like, Hey, I knew that this was going to be there on July 14th, that says to me, this is a person that's taken a lot of steps forward. And so this other side knows to come and meet it 
with integrity because it, it knows it's going to be met as well. And, and that's, that's a co-regulated relationship. And in, in humanity, we're also looking to create more co-regulation right now between ourselves. And so it's like, if it's working here, it works, it works the same way in all directions. Right. Um, so it's really beautiful to meet another, uh, another person on the path in the way that you are. And to say, I feel the same. This is, this has been incredible. I totally feel the coherence here. So yeah. I'm very grateful and I'm happy to offer for your kids or whatever, uh, the class for you. So uh, just yeah just go to the website and tell me what i can offer i would love oh, that'd that would be amazing yeah. oh my god my kids are gonna have a field day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure for sure caroline thank you for your courage and your curiosity uh and thank you just for sharing it with the world uh it's been amazing amazing to be in your space i felt that when we first connected and i was just very excited for this call so thank you for being here and for everyone else please go check out those movies and the sites um, get your minds expanded and until we see you next time have a beautiful day everyone bye y'all thank you dear one for choosing to share a bit of your day with us we value you greatly and as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices we want to invite you to join our incredible community on facebook you can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite this is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.